right. Episode 121, Catching Waves. Memento Mori. Remember your death. I wanted us all to take a good, strong look at our mortality. Uh, the mortality of, of everything we've ever really known. And see what experiences we could derive from looking at our entire lives through that perspective and what it does, you know, what it, what it does to uh, the quality of our lives. So, um, without further ado, uh, Nate, what are your thoughts? What did, uh, what exactly did you do? So, <clears throat> I had a really, really good, right out of the gate, reminder of what it feels like for me, and <clears throat> I've always felt like death itself as far as for me i'm not too afraid of that but it's all the things that are added to it so the suffering of others the suffering of myself at the moment going through it but the actual physical act of it it's not it doesn't scare me as much so in memento mori i was trying to get down to that really create a reminder for it and for me it wasn't a reminder of being physical it was actually the first thing that's made me feel like the death of something which was the death of my weeks when I was a kid and it was Sunday night before going back to school which is the same exact feeling of leaving grandma's house and then in this case being on vacation with mom and dad so my memento mori came at me it wasn't something that I pursued because it was right when you came up with the idea and I think that it's the bedrock of what death is for me, the feeling, which is melancholy. It's just a, and then everything from that springs from there, grows off of that. But what really actually registers within me is that. So that became my experience. So I would, I would go through those moments in my head as reference points. And I would, I would sit and try to have memories um, kind of in a meditative stance uh, style where I would close my eyes and try to get to that point until I felt it, until I felt the melancholy of that. And that's not to say that I don't feel a ton of other emotions, but they're always that. It's always the melancholy that goes with it. So that was the point that I tried to get to. And the good thing that came from it was I got a lot of clarity and with the clarity then came a reverence where it was just appreciation, gratitude, and uh, just happiness that I was even there, that I got to experience those things. But the great thing with it was the clarity that came from it. Um, and then I wrote down these questions that kind of, they pertained specifically to that vacation with mom and dad because it was so, uh, it was just very clear. And it felt like, okay, this will relate to most of the times that I feel like that. And here's the questions that I had. Did we do everything we'd hoped to do? Did I communicate to them how grateful I was for the experience and how much they mean to me? Did I ask questions and genuinely listen to hear about how they are as living and changing beings? How are you? What are you exploring recently? What's going on in your world? And it wasn't getting to the end of that. I've reflected on that each time and I haven't really changed anything because I think that it's not as much of a checklist to go over, but reminders of what really matters to me. Uh, it does create kind of a subtle panic when I, when I first thought of that, there was this falling feeling like, oh God, did I waste time there? Did I not do everything? And this is what kind of geared me back towards it. So it's very, very personal as far as what matters to me. Um, that was the main thing. I have a fun one too, but I kind of want to save that for later. But that's kind of my opening is that my real feeling of death and reminder of it was a melancholy and a clarity that came from it. 
and reverence as well. So that's kind of my intro onto how my week or my, my few weeks went with it. I, I had a moment where I thought of that, like going back, you know, I kept thinking of moments when I was a kid and I experienced some type of sadness or whatever. And that was one of them. And I forgot to write that down and kind of delve into that more, but basically it was shit Sunday. It was the end of something. And it was, I I knew there was something to that. It was connected. I, I had other moments where I would lie awake at night and really start to think about my, you know, your, my finiteness, you know, I would think about space or, or time and it's like my brain would always go up to the to the limits and kind of go like and try to it was seeing that there was nothing on the other side of that and it would realize that there was only so much and that just terrified me but um, it shit Sunday was another one where it's just like it, it, it some the end of something is coming mm-hmm. you know and it's i'm glad you mentioned that yeah i think oftentimes i'll key in on like the sharp pains that are the suffering that accompanies it but the actual feeling to me from my experience through this and in past experiences is just that melancholy that feeling that the suffering is worse than the actual or the the fear of the suffering is worse than the actual suffering that's and i think that that's going to be the way it is i i wrote this down to i said key in on these things because that's the way it's going to feel when we cross the finish line This is the shit that you'll actually feel. Hopefully it's a beautiful and necessary melancholy that leaves you satisfied and reverent. On reflection, I don't want to have a fear that I didn't do all that I could. I'm never going to do all that I can, but the things that are actually foundational and what I can accomplish. I want to be satisfied that I addressed all the things that I found important, fulfilled my role responsibly, and practiced the balanced art of unbalance. The end. (laughs) beautiful thank you uh, and i definitely like how it, it got you inquisitive about your experiences and and i've noticed this in the way just your communication with at least me is you you there's a sincerity there you know and I, i'm sure that it i know it started before this topic but it's that's been admirable you know i've wanted to there's something going on you know this moment is special and you're never you're never going to have it again you know and so to really be there i think people really take notice of that they they know that you're there's a sincerity there thank you and you're you're yeah it's good awesome what about you guys phil that's a that's a tough act to follow nate um as you guys know, um, I had, you know, I, I went to Sacramento and faced this on a very literal sense and in a, in a very traditional way that I think is kind of rare these days um, seeing guy in a casket open casket was um, something I'm never gonna not 
remember. It's like there. And um, going through that and then also thinking about our grandparents who have passed and I think it's extremely easy for adults to get into your normal day-to-day you know you're going through your normal um, routine in life and it's it's almost like a defense mechanism that you build up to kind of not think about the fact that you know it will end one day and I'm glad you brought up being a kid and then fearing going to school because that's the exact same feeling it's it is that melancholy and I remember I used to get it very intensely I remember crying I don't know if it was you Chris or you Nate but I remember Ronnie was there and it was the end of summer vacation and we were going back to school and I felt melancholy for that I think stronger than I've ever felt melancholy in my entire life I broke down in tears and it was just like it was in me and I think kids have that tremendous ability like we were tackling this same kind of stuff perhaps in a more intense way um, when we were children and it's ironic that you know this topic pops up right when I'm going to be confronted with it you know um, and having that experience and then also you know I had another experience like in October that I've told you both about and it was strange and it changed me forever and I think that perspective shift of knowing like you only have so much time if you get to the end you know this will be a regret if you don't do this thing or if you know if you don't uh, if you don't change these things then you'll never do this and maybe for anybody else in the world that wouldn't be that big of a deal but it's gonna be a huge deal for you so you know to have that to think about um, the end is a tremendous gift and it does and it it makes you more aware of each passing moment right now and um, to be grateful for having this platform to like talk with you guys is huge I don't think uh, very many brothers are on the level that we are on and um, it's unique and it's beautiful and it's it's powerful so I think if anything thinking about you only have so many minutes um, just makes makes me
very grateful for right now and everything that I have and everyone that's around me. And I love you guys. Love you too, man. Amen love to that. Too. Yeah, to, to piggyback on that a little bit, Phil, if you don't mind, I am um, kind of in a, a very strange occurrence as well is that there's been death that's come twice now during this topic a good friend of ours from work Roy his dad had a scare and he was lucky to happen to be in the hospital because of some discomfort and they caught it and they said that if he wasn't he wouldn't have made it and then uh, another guy I worked with he lost his mom and it was just kind of bizarre both times where it was when I was working that day I was taking some time to think about this and how how coincidental it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a coincidence, but it, it was just both a coincidence and not a coincidence. And it was, it was so cool to be in the space of awareness where, where I was far more aware than I would normally be of what this means for life and for them and for all of us and how it's something that's always happening and taking the time to go through this topic and, Thank you, Chris, because it's I've never actually really taken the time to make a space to consider these things. <clears throat> and it's it's incredibly beneficial. It's definitely going to be a practice that I keep for the rest of my life. I feel. Yeah, I. I um, God, I felt I, it's not a reason to just keep going and not have this conversation, but it just felt like part of me feels like every single one of these episodes it's just one more thing I feel like I must put attention on and I get a little scared too it's like well how many things I have I got going you know um, but once again it's like I need I need to take the time to not just every day think about my death um, but all the time you know, I, I, I felt like going forward, like this couple weeks was not enough. Um, one, one thing that kind of I wasn't ready for, I mean, I know I needed uh, space to have an episode for this and really take a look at it, but as soon as I had my initial, like, really intense look at it, I just got into some states of such appreciation that it was hard to kint continue to look at death and I wasn't really in this space of you know the way I was in shit Sunday where you're dreading it you're still just reeling and pushing it away and saying no 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 and it would finally just dissipate into Monday and by Tuesday you're like okay yeah whatever it's a weekday now but here I really I don't know if it I kind of go past that point and I was voluntarily doing this but I would get to a point where I would really you'd see life the way it is um, in light of its finiteness and the one thing I noticed it's like I, I started to I started having these very weird insi uh, weird insights about this where I would I would end up writing that I was no longer so tied up in my life situation I've heard other people talk about this too like 
I was just much more aware of my life as a whole. Life, being, breathing, without anything else going on. And whereas normally I think where I'm pushing it away, or at least just not thinking about it, I'm very, I'm, I'm like Neo, going through the matrix, and I'm pinballing, and I'm going, oh, this person's coming up to me, oh, I can't, you know, I, I've got to, I've got to do this, what do I've got to do? I'm very, so worried about a million different things of making sure my life doesn't go a bad way and trying to make it go a good way and it's very you're you're tied up in the drama of trying to get your life to be better and trying to make it not be worse and you're so worried about a million different things you're very distracted but when i really took a, a strong turnaround and looking at my own death I just became so appreciative and it's like I just not that I was trying not to do anything I just I felt such an appreciation just to have the underlying life and it was beautiful and it lasted several days and it's like I just it just didn't go away and I kept writing about it and having these weird insights, I was at the, um, I was at the gym one night, and it just dawned on me that I'm normally not aware that I'm alive. That's the way it came across in my head, and it made me laugh. It's like, well, that sounds kind of strange. We're all aware that we're alive. It's, but, it, at least from my perspective, it feels like normally when I'm not clear, I'm. I'm aware that my life isn't over here and it's it's way over here I'm trying to manipulate and with this insight you just it, it's like it to me it's a wake-up call and I've heard others say that too it just feels like something something makes you appreciate the the house that all your life conditions are are in without this you can you can forget about the problem of having that bill to pay or oh I don't have this house or I don't have this car it's like you have a life where you get to have that problem in and it's like damn I'm breathing dude like it's like and it kind of makes you it death in that way and realizing that you have life kind of makes you laugh at all your problems it's it's from that perspective that everything else takes on this new like things are you see things differently you see everything differently and that was that was very wonderful to me um and it was very strange to feel like I'm not aware that I'm alive usually. It's you're so aware that well, I've I've got problems. I, I I don't have my life set up the way exactly the way I want it. Well, somebody comes death comes along and slaps you across the face and says I'll be back tomorrow. You're like, "Wait, I've got limited time." Well, that was true before. I don't know why you think this is such some revelation. You've got less time maybe right now but 
every breath is amazing. Now you're suddenly very aware of every breath. You're very aware of this time. Whereas before, you're pissing it away and thinking that, no, life starts way over here once I get over to this place. And suddenly a wake-up call, no matter how much of a nightmare it was, makes you appreciate, and I hate to say it this way, but because it's not, but it makes you appreciate the stupidest things. And it was that one day that um, somebody had text, and I, I was in traffic, it's rainy, and I'm behind this big truck, and it's got this, like, painted emblem, this advertisement on the back of, like, coffee. And I'm just like, that's fucking beautiful. Like, just the way it was, like, the, the colors, the color scheme, and I'm like, I'm becoming very curious about like very mundane things and I care more about this picture and I think someone someone texts me a picture of of manicured lawns and this like cul-de-sac I'm like that's fucking beautiful you know and I cared more about that than I cared about things that I would think were more personal or more well I need to be doing this to get to, to get over here into my career but suddenly I'm like no but just to be able to look at this. Wow, I like the, I like the symmetry, the balance and stuff. I'm like, this is very strange, but I'm loving it. You know, it's like, I, and I knew where that was coming from. And you, you kind of feel this weird simplicity coming back into your life. You're like, I, I know where this is coming from, and I know this is just the tip of the iceberg, but I want more. Yeah, I feel like by conceptualizing and taking in the end of something, it helps you realize what order you can find. That's what, I mean, that's what just inspired in me, thinking about how we like that order. We like that clarity on what's going to happen in life and what we can do. It's, to see something go all the way through its form from birth to living to death, and to take that, I would think it would be, make it a lot easier for us to see those things in our lives. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Um, oh, I was just gonna say. Um, I think. I don't want to generalize, but it seems as though a lot of people, and I, I've done this before too, and I, I, am guessing that I still do it in certain fashions, but. It's like, you see something. That, someone else has you're like oh I want that you know and you you're kind of thinking that like having that thing would make you happier when that's not it at all you can have it as much as you want it's like Chris just said that it's like you just know that you looked at that and you you're like ah that's pleasing that's pleasing to my eye you know, that's only one of your senses, but that's pleasing to your eye that you're like, and what is that? Did you just redefine yourself because you didn't know? And yet we're going to jump to the conclusion that you having that person's life, their perspective, which is their own, every one of us is having our own perspective. I think the misstep there is to say, I want to jump into that person's perspective. I'm going to be happy there. No, I don't think any of us are going to be happy with 
any one of our perspectives because in that instance you'd be a slave to their rules that they've created in their life but perhaps you looked at something that they did and you're like ah and you broaden your horizon your definition of your own life and that's what is actually happening so you say you know it's like you're in the dark and you're shining a flashlight and then you see you're like oh what's over in this corner and you start moving in that direction a little bit but you're you know to think that that is you know that person that their perspective is happier than yours that's i think that's completely false but perhaps what we're supposed to do in life is just you know follow that little voice that's saying like over here look over here now oh i like that and like move toward those things you know um and continue to explore and and find more out about your own self through you know how many ever senses you have and your thoughts and and just kind of be your own scientist i think a little bit yeah. Hell yeah. One of the things um, I that I, I don't know where I heard it and I went looking for it, but it made me laugh with this. And it's probably Brian Callen because he's cheeky and ridiculous, but it could be a movie too, where somebody was talking about having sex on a bearskin rug to remember that they were alive. Fucking on a bearskin rug to remember they were alive, baby. But it's it's true. It's like, it shows you your vitality and it's the same thing of like, I know we've all felt this where, and suddenly when that happened, I'm like, I get bearskin rugs now. But if that's the, if that's the case, gotcha. Cause that's fucking awesome. But I know that we've all felt it when you're sick and you're like, how often do I feel fucking amazing? And I take that shit for granted. And it's the same thing where once you have the tragedy yeah. strike, you're like, how much have I squandered? How many days without a sniffle and a pudding in my nose? And it's really good. Like it's we're so vital most days that this really this was the other side where it's like that's kind of the goofy deal, but I'm trying to remember that. I, I might get a mini bearskin rug and put it like next to my desk and look at that and be like, yeah, baby, feeling good today. Cause that's a big part of it. I'm like, I want to take advantage of the shit that I have at my disposal every day that I take for granted. And there's a lot. <laughs> I need to make a list. Yeah. That's a biggie for me. I, I like that you mentioned that. And I had that conversation not too long ago. I I I've gotten sick several times in the last couple months. Um, this last one wasn't too bad, but um, one of them was a really bad, really bad fever, aches everywhere. And I remember having that thought, like, and I, I know many, many people have this, like, as soon as you're sick and debilitated, it feels like I, I have often thought about how much I squander my health. You know, when you're feeling good and you, you're not aware of it, once again, it's a, it's a state of, well, when I have it, I, I, I take it for granted. I, I'm not aware of it. I'm more concerned, well, yeah, but I'm not feeling really good. You know, I need cocaine. I need I, – I, <laughs> that's an extreme. You know be but, better than this no. cocaine too? More cocaine. I'll feel even better. <laughs> Uh-uh. If you Excuse put a crack me. in front of that, makes it better. <laughs> yeah. Well, and right there, it seems like, and there's a million plus ways to be able to that your brain does that or 
that we commonly try to improve our situation, but once our situation gets worse, then we're just looking back to square one. Like, ooh, wouldn't it be nice to just not be hacking up a lung? And um, like I just was. Um, but just not have a fever, not be sore, not be all these things, you know? And it's, it's perspective. Um, but, it, and maybe we should be more grateful when those moments happen where there's discomfort and we can suddenly get on our bearskin rug after a nice hot shower and just sit in front of the fire and go, awesome, you know? Um, take, take some time, just enjoy it, you know, enjoy the moment. I, I thought turning towards death really did that for me. And one thing that I wrote about, and maybe it was just my brain trying to, you know, take the insights a little bit too far, but it was almost like I was redefining, like really trying to understand heaven and hell, which is quite a bit. But when I did take a look towards death, and became very appreciative of life, it felt like it didn't matter what happened. When I was freed from worrying about the, all the little petty life situation parts, the, the parts of my life, and I was more aware of the whole, then I wasn't so caught up in the, the, the pinballing back and forth between the, the, the situation. And and I really had this this feeling like that's what hell is. It's constantly trying to one-up the situation where it's life is only, it's only satisfying, it's only happy, it's only good, it's only enough when X happens, just the way I want it. Whereas I thought, you know, normally we think about heaven and hell in terms of a description. And that didn't seem right to me that it would be so simplistic on a content level. To me, it was it was more of a perspective. Because nothing made me feel so clear as when I was free of all those concerns and I was just appreciative of... In that state, there was no good and bad. Even the stuff that would normally be considered bad, it was my perspective was the most important thing. And I saw it as I was curious about things. I was taking it as a challenge. I was taking it as this is the next, this is the next step, you know. Um, it was no longer just trying to say, you know, something bad happened, man, this shit isn't working, and I've got to, I've got to correct it. Um, I was in a I was in a much better mode, I guess. One of the things, heck yeah, dude! It's I think that and it's cool. I I going through this too, and I feel like we've been doing similar similar exercises, even if not the same as doing specifically this. But I've I feel like gratitude and awareness in situations has increased in my life, and it's the more we go through things like this, the more I'm aware of when times when normally I would have an emotional reaction or something like that, these things have, I've been able to be a little more present for lack of a better word and uh, knowledgeable about how I would want to feel and being able to reflect that. It's not always, but 
with every episode, I feel like I've become better with that kind of stuff. I don't know if that relates perfectly on the money, but that's, yeah, I feel like, I don't feel like you can make a quick change on some of this stuff without having something really dramatic happen in your life. And for that, I'm grateful too, where I'm able to make these at our own pace and, and learn as we go. Yeah. I Well, and it, it, part of it, it sucks when there is something dramatic happen. I know that, um, you can let me know how you felt, Phil, but you know, I mean, uh, and I'm not trying to compare the two, but I, I knew, Baloo passing the way he did it was it was gut-wrenching and yet at the same time I knew it was I felt this need to be so present and being you know be I guess you know you're in a lot of ways you're 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 the adult you're the all these other things but it's like the whole time it was hurting so much, but I also wanted to really feel it all. And I was, part of me was guilty that I was trying to, like, I don't know, I was kind of worried that I was turning it into something, like a tool for my own betterment. And it's like that I wasn't, but I don't know. I just, I was trying to be as present as possible during a very painful moment. And it was hard because what you really wanted to do was just run away. What you wanted to say was, this isn't fair. And I kept having that feeling come up. This is not fair. And and I just, I don't know, I took everything I had just to be able to stay the course and, and see him and, and see my pain, Diana's pain, and see his pain gone you know and it was really it was one of those things that really just knocked the hell out of me and it was strange to feel at the at, when it was all over as much as like I just was purging emotion and yet there was this other side of it that was just I just kept thinking it was clarity I think you had said that name and I, I felt this weird sense of in light of something very tragic it serves as a wake-up call and it just destroys all the petty shit in your life you're you're not focused on all the little tiny shit anymore and it's just too bad that that i'm not saying it can't last but it the, the little microbes come back in and you start you start to have opinions about every little thing and all this shit and but for a moment it was you know what this was the most important thing in the world and I was focused on one thing alone and I loved him I do love him and it was it was something strange I couldn't put my finger on I still can't and yet it's it in, in it's like all your goddamn attention which just feels like it's going out in a million different directions suddenly comes in and is focusing on one thing and you you're not divided I don't know how to explain it but after a moment like that it just feels like I don't know you're just very clear 
about how you feel and about what's important. And I wish we all felt like that more often. And I wanted that to last longer. And strangely enough, sometimes I think you have to look at some pretty dark places to make you remember what's important. And I think death does that. It, in light of death, it will, <laughs> like, I kept thinking, I kept having these questions like you did, Nate, to try to focus me almost. It's like, I was asking this at work, I was asking this in the gym, on my commutes, with the girls, and it's like, how much time do you got left? You know, and I'd find my brain thinking of, uh, I'm, I'm irritated about this and this and this. How much time do you have left, Chris? Come on, think about it. Basically, what I'm asking myself, is that important? In light of that, you need to drop that. It, it tells you what you should be doing. It tells you what you shouldn't be doing. And there's a whole lot you shouldn't be doing. And, and maybe right now, running around with the dogs and the kids is the most important thing in the world. And maybe, <laughs> um, maybe scrubbing the toilets for the, or the, mopping the floors for the 17th time this week is not really that important, you know? Things like that. But it's, it's definitely one of those, uh, it'll, it'll slap you out of some really strange states that you find yourself in and make you, remind you, it's a reminder. Uh, I, like on that note it makes me think of the alchemist and the oil on the spoon analogy where you know it's like if you are focused on not spilling the oil on the spoon um, then you're missing everything outside of that but you know the trick is that you have to be doing both you're walking you've got oil on the spoon you're not supposed to drop that but you're also supposed to enjoy the view and it's funny because that analogy makes me think of mom when she was driving on the road to Hana and she was scaring the living shit out of me because for me the objective was the road <laughs> that was immediate but mom is an artist and she loves beauty so much that she's not worried about her own death she's like check that shit out and I relate so strongly to both and I think it's it's beautiful, <laughs> you know, seeing um, how much she's taking in of the broad picture. Um, and I think that at like different times of our life, we're doing maybe more of our environment than we are on the objective, you know, and vice versa. And, um, you know, I've found my time myself at times being way too focused on one or the other. And talking with, you know, some of my friends, 
Tosh and Brandon, they have both echoed back the same feeling that we got, that we kind of have right now, where it's like, um, I think Brandon has, you know, he's, he's on a good um, path of like career and stuff. He, he pulled it up. <laughs> Tosh and I are, you know, still like feeling things out like, oh man, <laughs> we definitely partied a lot <laughs> and we're paying for it in, in certain ways. And it's like, we're, we were, you know, working hard, but at the exact same time, the conversation always end, ends with both Brandon and Tosh saying, I don't, I don't regret that shit. <laughs> <laughs> we had so many good times we had so many laughs and it's like will it ever get that good again um, not in that way I don't think you know and it's like and that's okay you have to be okay with that and because at the time you know it's like <laughs> just hearing Tosh I can hear his voice right now you almost fucking died that time I was like <laughs> That was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Scared the shit out of me. God, we had some good times. You know, and it's like, it brings a smile to your face. And I think, um, you know, but that was that time. And we we maxed out that. And, and then it's like, we all shifted gears. And, you know, it's like, Okay, we did that to the fullest. I probably almost did die. <laughs> you know, there was, there was one night where it was like we were all kind of agreed, like, okay, that was that was close. <laughs> Let's not do that. Let's not do that again. And then, like after that, you start getting really serious about career and all these things that you saw people in high school or even before high school that they were like super serious about that. Then. And maybe they have the career, but maybe they don't. They never had that kind of fun. And it will be, never be there to be had again. And I, like I've said before, this happened where I was in, um, I was at Costco, I was working, and I was, you know, cashier assistant, and I'm boxing up food. And this lady came in, and I think she was like a doctor or something. And the cashier was talking to me, and she's like, "What are you doing right now, Phil?" I was like, oh, "I don't really know. I don't, you know, I don't really have a career direction just yet. I'm having a lot of fun though." <laughs> and this woman, who was like very professional, put together, she turned to me, and she's like, "Good, enjoy it. I never had that." And, and I could see, I'm like, she's got, you know, that woman at that moment had, uh, you know, I could tell she had a job. I could tell that she knew what she wanted to do from a very early age, but I could also tell that she regretted not having the time that she could see just like by how I was dressed. I mean, during this time, I don't know, I can't remember specifically, but I may have had like bleached blonde hair and just looked ridiculous and she could see like okay this guy's tan he parties he goes out to the beach and you know he's hanging out with his friends and he's drinking beer and stuff but she was 
you know, it's like we're at polar opposites. And I and you you can't just like regret that time because that time was awesome. So I don't know. I think um, right now as we've like shifted gears and we're just like okay we we have to get serious about this stuff or else it's not going to happen how is that any different than our mindset when we were partying we were like we're gonna fucking do this and like looking at my friends and we were like serious about partying during that time we're like you're gonna have another fucking shot with me it's that same mentality you know it's like we're gonna do this all the way to the edge and it's gonna get a little dangerous all right and that is no different than applying that to this time of life where it's like all right we're not where we want to be it's getting a little dangerous cool but we will pull it up you know i am gonna paddle my way to new zealand that's right (laughs) when swayze best hair man's ever had when that is the (coughs) central character that binds a group of men together best year ever (laughs) that's like the fifth point break reference I've had today that's crazy (laughs) I I didn't yes I almost More stuff like that, that. Except yes. yes. Had to keep that one in the. I was holding yes, out yes, for yes, the, yes. the third, third act of this one. I I think you can. Um, it's funny that you can have. I, I've heard people say it too, where um, there's something about nostalgia. I think that you know. I don't know if you can really remember what state you were in way back when, but I've often had these moments of thinking about, you know, memories where you were, you were there and you want to relive that particular moment. And sometimes it's not this amazing thing that was going on. It's just the fact that it was, you weren't so much of an adult, you know, you, you weren't married, you didn't have kids or whatever, but you're like, dude, it was 1999. It's like, well, shit, I had bad days in 1999, too. It wasn't all fun and games. But somehow it's it's almost like you have this remembering, this remembrance of the life underneath it, that you were young and, and anything was possible, you know. And it's like that that understanding of life is still here now, but there is something a little flawed about saying, well, no, we have to – we have to go back and we have to troll the high school and get chicks. No, that that's not, that's not a good idea. (laughs) Um, and I, but at the time it's kind of like the, you know, holding the spoon with the oil. I don't see it as mutually exclusive. I think that, you know, you keep thinking that you can put your attention on the activity, but still have your attention on everything else. You're, I think you you can under you can you can have this awareness of life through that act whatever that act is. So it's not this it's not this herky jerky motion of just trying to okay I, I've got to watch this and watch this and and you only have so much attention to put on either one. But 
I notice this weird sense of when I'm in the right state of really understanding my life on the whole, then like my analogy with Neo, I, I don't feel that anymore. Everything is so much looser and I, I, I'm not so concerned. It's, it, it takes care of itself. You're not so concerned with how this all turns out. It's you've got the prize already. Like the biggest prize looking back are those moments and seeing what was going on inside you. That that was awesome. And guess what? Some of it was not too fucking awesome. Some of it was terrible. And guess what? Now it's still awesome. Like what is that? You you have this understanding even though you might not understand it completely that really no matter what happens this is fucking awesome life is amazing people say life sucks compared to what what else you got going like well i've got problems corpses don't have problems like like and they don't get boners either they they get they get one huge boner their entire body is That's a boner touche <laughs> <laughs> Real quick. Rig a boner. <laughs> Rig a boner. <laughs> I got into work the other day and I had been searching for some shit, like answers to questions that they're not here yet. And I'm totally creating like future suffering where I'm like, how am I going to get a job in the new place? And how am I going to, ha ah, all this crap. And it was so unnecessary for me to think about it. But I like just got out of, you know, rolling in traffic and I'm walking into work and I just laughed. I was like, you know what? I'm going to laugh at my problems. I just, <laughs> ah! and like really got it. And a few people looked at me like I was crazy, but we're kind of like, okay. You know, they got that. I was being a madman for a moment and I had one of the best nights I've had in a long time. <laughs> and that was one of the ones where I'm like, eh, fucking whatever. Like it, I was instantly more appreciative of everything that was going right. So for some reason that was there where it's like, these problems will die. It'll all die. Who fucking cares? Don't forget what you can do right now. And it was right back to, ah, pretty fucking lucky. <laughs> yeah. 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 And that's, you know, I've, I've been in that boat when we were, when we were moving. It's like, what am I going to do? <laughs> we're moving. We're moving because she had this opportunity. You know, she was upgrading and I knew I'm like, it's all up in the air for me. And um, it has been this like plane going, <laughs> you know? And now it's like, okay, I find myself in, uh, in this job that's like, it's slowly, slowly like, mm. but that's okay because I, you know, when you get your when you are in that situation you become aware I mean it was like it's the same kind of awareness that I had in the tire shop when I was like I'm unhappy this isn't for me and I could stay here and in about 30 years and I had the best I mean it's crazy the amount of perspective that I got from old Phil who was in the tire shop and died <laughs> working at the tire shop and he was just bitching and moaning fuck this place and he got to the point where like you couldn't even tell what he was saying 
what he was bitching about. It didn't matter. That's all he did was just he was in there. He was ungrateful. He had this job. And, uh, and then he smoked every day. And then he died of lung cancer before I went to school. And that was a great visual metaphor. Like, I, I look at that and I'm like, okay, universe is definitely like, we bestow upon you, you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> ungrateful you. He was old, his name was Phil, and he worked in the tire shop. And it was like, he just stayed the course and it was comfortable. He had a nice truck. He never got to move up to um, Forest Hill where he wanted to retire. I thought that was ironic too because grandpa you know was disciplined and they moved up to Forest Hill they they achieved that in their life but old Phil who was ungrateful and stayed in that job hated hated his job hated his life and had <laughs> a wife that was like lying on his behalf he was just the best employee. He <laughs> he lived and died for this place, and he's just there. He can't talk. He's hooked up to machines. Ah, <laughs> I'm I'm sitting there. I'm like, these are all lies. <laughs> I didn't say it, but I'm like, these are all manufactured by this woman. This man hated his job. He did not live and die by this place. He was, you know, waving middle fingers everywhere, but my you know it's like my perspective at that point is I reached a point while I was working in that environment and while I was like okay I see the end road and fuck that you know you have to risk a little bit here and there and it gets serious when you take big risks like that but I don't regret that and I I still don't and it's not it's not easy on one end it's easy on another and then it's also extremely not easy you know it's like but at the exact same time these things the things that we're talking about the experiences that we have the uh, the things that you know the experiences that you have that I don't know I, I guess I'm just kind of getting lost now in my own thoughts and ramblings but it's like when you are having that perspective of the end when you see old you or you you can feel that that it's like yeah I would just get to the end be like I crossed these things off I didn't cross those things off whatever would I have been you know, would it have just been more worth it had I taken that risk back then, you know? And to me, the answer was yes. That's why, you know, it's like, go out to school, see what's out there, see what speaks to you. And the same thing is, is true today. That doesn't stop once you get out of school. That doesn't stop after you, you know, you make a, a movie and it doesn't stop after you get a job you know that you're like oh, this is very similar to the job that I had it doesn't stop then it's just okay continue to grow we're constantly growing and learning from our experiences and 
and hopefully moving in the right direction of the things that um, by the end of it all we're like yeah I'm glad we I had a full life you know I think there's there was an idea that I had with this of it's weird how it evolved through the process of death and it was the death of ideas kind of well the death of ignorance so what I wrote down originally was when we're young we see things as magic because we don't fully understand them and then the death of magic is the death of ignorance too where you learn something and then you're smart so to speak you're knowledgeable so then you're like well that was dumb that wasn't magic this is how it works and a lot of us stop there as adults instead of going all the way to seeing kind of the ghost of magic where no it was magic it was an illusion of magic but it was there and that's still alive and that puts a twinkle in my eye even if now I see it differently. And it's like going that far makes me appreciate the whole experience altogether. And I think that's kind of a microcosm of our life where I think we're lucky because we've induced this upon ourselves. We're trying to understand and and hopefully get to that point each time where it's I can see the full journey of it and it makes me happy that I did it. I, I never regret it. You know, it's how many times in your life you've been through a struggle and you look back and you're like, that was one of the greatest things I've ever done. And you always hear people say that too. And I think that this is a cool thing. And thank you, Chris, because I think that it's making us look at those things. And that worked for me. And I looked at it and I go, yeah, that makes sense. Like that's why that's why we pass that magic along. And it's kind of a rite of passage as well. I think death isn't so scary. It's always around us. And it doesn't even have to just be it's not always even biological things. It's an idea. You know, everything has its birth, its life, and its death in one way or another. And it's all good. It all works out. It's it's our ability to resonate with it and to appreciate it for what it is. Yeah, and I think that it's um, sometimes you, a lot of that pain surrounding death, whether it's the death of somebody or an idea, and I've definitely experienced it the death of an idea or at least the the looming struggle against an idea that was dying and you always hit that moment where you finally you finally accept it and that's where all the pain stops you know you finally you finally turn around and see as opposed to just run screaming in terror away from it no 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 and that's where all the pain comes from you know but it's that one moment where you're like and I've had it where I was felt quite defeated or just or just this is the one thing I haven't tried yet is just to turn around and look at it you know and it's strange that those have always been the, the greatest moments of my life where it it there is I've always felt this weird feeling when it comes to death that I don't always feel it but there's this weird thought in my head that if I do entertain it, I would be wasting my life. Whereas I think what is really true, and it's really hard to understand, not to understand it, but, but to really keep it with you at all times, is that the opposite is true that to not look in that direction and not keep that in sight that's where you you have this weird sensation that this just goes on forever 
and that's not true but you do entertain it and it brings this appreciation this perspective of life where you're just a better human being you know you can be better and I, I, I want to be that way as much as possible I'm a, I'm a better freaking person I mean I, I had that one day coming from home from work and just really understanding that my life on the whole was so much more important than my life situation and I told the girls about it and it was like don't worry about all that other stuff like that it not that it's not gonna be important or you're not gonna still go to school get better grades get a career do your hobbies or even pursue other things but without a, a deep appreciation for the thing that holds that makes it possible for all that stuff to happen it it's never gonna be enough all this shit inside it's it's just it's almost like without, without, with, with taking for granted your life, it's like I was always trying to seek life through something else. Whereas as soon as you, you set your sight on the right thing, then you're, you are, you've got that spoon, you're balancing the oil and it's easy. It totally makes sense. Yeah, I think it's like Forest Hill, just talking about that. You know, it's for old Phil that didn't make it there and Grandpa who did, who would have wanted to have more years there, as any of us would want to have more years in wherever our Shangri-La we've made in our our life is, is that it's not the physical act of being there. It's, It's none of those things. Those are definitely what you need to accomplish in life to get to that point you know for most of us we have to cross those finish lines those are very important but you need to cross it first in your heart before you even get to that point i think because it's not the actual outside thing of you that's what matters what matters is what's inside of you and if you never cross it and you and you get to that point and you realize it in your heart anyway that's that's a win too it's all happening inside of you every time i think i think that's just as important but I want everybody to get those things too. You know, I think that's, that's what we want no matter what. I think you got to have both to really feel satisfied completely, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That was the thing too. I've heard uh, some people explain all this like, well, if I, if I found that inner peace or found, you know such satisfaction with my life being i would i would give up on all striving and improvement and i'm like no that's not it that's falling in love with some type of idea where you know you like sitting on the couch and getting baked and that's the that's your life um but for me it was i i gained this appreciation for everything i mean it was whatever happened was I, I was better at pursuing things. I was better at being with other people. I was, life was, life was easier. That didn't turn off my motivation to, to get all I could or be all I could be. Um, 
it just it it, it also I, I know how much when I'm in the wrong perspective how life how bad it could feel and I, I don't want to feel that um, and I don't want to I don't want to be as bad as I can be with other people as well I don't think uh, I deserve that and I don't think anybody else deserves that you just inspired two ideas of different spoons and oils for me one is say you get to your place where you had your accomplishments but you didn't it didn't mean anything to you that's one extreme another one is you never accomplished it but you felt great but you didn't really realize your potential you're the stoner on the couch that didn't actually yeah you could have done all those things you had great ideas but you never made them anything so then it doesn't really have any value in your in your life like i feel like both of those would have an empty side um i just saying that i lost the other one but there's always those balances to find. There's always the spoon and the oil. Oh, um, damn it, I lost it again. Whatever, that's fine. <laughs> so something as you're you're talking about that, and the balance between the two would be maybe you don't, maybe you've fully conceptualized what your Shangri La is. You've been working toward it and maybe you know to put it in terms of like the pagoda gym maybe it's not exact exactly like you had it in your mind you had to make some compromises but it's there baby you know you built it and it's and it's like it would have been perfect had it looked like this but it looks like this but you're like you know what I think it's it's better like that because my expectation became boring as I was working toward it. Because I mean, using using the metaphor of my Acura Integra as a platform for this, I knew exactly how I wanted that car to look. I didn't think out that that car wasn't fast. That didn't matter to me. And I really wasn't worried about that. I was just like, I want, it, I want to make this thing look like this in my mind. But as I started working toward it, and I was like, I bought taillights before I even bought the, the car. Like, I knew that was the car. I started, <laughs> hey, Sammy. I started working toward that, <laughs> that visual conception. And as I moved toward it, I became bored with it being exactly how I wanted it. That initial vision, I was like, it's, I still like this car, I still like the way it looks, but man, if I go silver with clear taillights and you know, exactly how I had it in my mind, that, is boring to me now as I'm moving toward it you know as I've saved up the money to get the paint job and I had the body kit that I wanted and then you know it's like and then I made tweaks here and there and I was like that's yeah, and then I had my fun with it and it was like okay now I want a car <laughs> you know then it just shifts anyway it just shifts on to something else where it's not like you're going to get that thing and then that is satisfaction it's the journey it was the, it was fun putting it together 
it was like a puzzle you know for me and um you know it, it'd be really easy for me to say now like oh yeah i should have used that money i should have saved that money and what that money would have been it's like no because would i have the analogy of that would i have that metaphor that life metaphor to apply to other things as i move forward through life because that was a great example and i don't know if everyone has that that early on I know they don't because you see guys <laughs> in, you know, maybe having midlife crises or later and they maybe they get to it at that point and they're like, fuck. Or they never leave that area of their life. Yeah. They just, uh... yeah. And it's like, I left it behind and I knew I was like, okay, there's, there's a value to having a car that, you know, that functions. And then I got that car that functions, and I was like, oh, I really like this car. And then things broke down on it. I'm like, fuck, I can't afford to fix this thing. <laughs> so, you know, it was like, maybe it's better to just have a beater. And then, you know, I turned 180 and I got Buster, the Nissan Sentra. And I was like, this thing fucking sucks. But you know what? I don't care about it. And when I was done with it, I went like this and got rid of it. And I'm like, that was nice for so many more reasons than either my Integra and my BMW combined. <laughs> but there still is a value to like having something that is up to snuff <laughs> in certain I areas. Saw this, I saw this car, this, uh, I want to say it was this really tricked out Nissan the other day um, in front of a coffee shop in, uh, off of Stockton bad place to be for a car like this but um i've never seen a car so low to the ground i mean i've seen some low cars but we're talking like uh, forget speed bumps i i would think you'd be scraping just driving down the road you know um just a, even a little twig you would feel it and i'm looking at the car and it's a nice looking car but i'm looking at it the body kit the rims and all this other shit and i'm like you stupid fucking moron like how long is that going to be fun for you and i don't i don't think this guy's going to be a young guy you know i just i feel like wow i i have no there's no appreciation for that at all i'm looking at that and that does not impress me whatsoever you know things have changed that would have been so amazing if I, you know, if I was 20 years old and some guy walked out getting into that car acting looking like a douche and I would have been like, oh, you're my idol. Yes, of course I would have, you know. Now it's, I don't feel that. What happened? That it ran its course. I've got other stuff. Things change. Yeah. And it's, it's strange going through that, that kind of transformation because there's still like, on one end there's like there's an appreciation i get it i understand i understand their perspective i was there but then it's just it's amazing now the things that have value you know i don't know it's just like it just makes me curious for the future and for the present moment like what is going to kind of catch my interest or this thing has more value because like I don't 
I don't know. Like just growing a plant outside, I think I get the exact same kind of value um, that I got with my Integra at, you know, a fraction of the price, like in the cost and everything else. And it's like, and I don't even have to do anything to that thing. It works on itself. And I go out there, I'm like, yeah, you're looking good. Okay. A little bit of water and moving on, <laughs> you know? Well, it's funny when you really dissect any of these things where you think it's going to give you, it gives you so much. Like, does looking at that car, does, <laughs> does, are there chemicals in your body being released that, Fucking thing. At the very, yeah, it's it's a thing. It's a it's metal. It's rubber. It's it's leather. You know, like how can it, it can't do those things to me? Yeah, you're now there might be some it. type. Of, yeah, and even the fact that you're you're allowing it, or there's some type of built-in rule inside your head that says, okay, now release the happy chemicals. You know, when when you see something like this, that's weird, right? <laughs> That, that's psychotic yeah and it's like well even if it's still not a bad thing it's like why can't you do that more often why can't you go fuck slow down go out do some yard work do i mean it really has nothing to do with what you're doing i mean i've gotten to the point where i i was carrying the other day i built um i it's not important uh, i was doing this little uh decomp test hole we're going to put this uh structure to basically throw away the the dog's stuff to decomp it but um the soil is so rich in clay um i had to see if the water would dissipate through the soil so i had to dig this test hole well it's not going to work and here i was having to carry the mud back over there in small trips and i'm in the sun and if i really if I'm in that mindset of this sucks, I don't want to do this, I want to be doing something else, I can make it suck. But if I really just slow down and just, I'm in the sun. You know, what am I, in one sense, doing that awesome thing is not really that awesome. And doing the terrible thing, the, the, the boring thing, or the, the hard, laborious thing, isn't, doesn't really suck. It's kind of neutral. It's like, but I found a way to kind of slow it down for myself and just appreciate you're, you're alive. You got the sun on your back. What the fuck is wrong? You, and you got to do something. And I found myself just, well, once again, really having nothing to do with what I was doing, but I'm already in that state of I'm alive. Like, it really doesn't matter what's going on. And I didn't even feel that way. It felt like, dude, I love this. I'm outside. It's a gorgeous fucking day. Why not? <laughs> I can't think of anything better to do right now, you know? I think, like, shortly after we had our first walk through um, Mirror Woods together. Well, we only had one, right? We've only gone there yes. once. Yeah. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. But after that, that was like so good for me. Um, 
that it's just like okay i gotta go on hikes i gotta explore the area the areas around you know in fremont and i'm kind of just like i mentally thought I'm like eh, well maybe there's not that many places to hike around you know that that'd be close enough to drive and then i start finding all of these places and they're beautiful and it's like it's just that easy like get outside get around some trees and you feel better you get a little bit of sun you get the breeze you go into these like these little you know they're visually interesting places they don't you know like each little cubby has almost like its own visual story that you're like haven't seen that before that's cool you know and then you explore another one and then you explore another one and it's like why does it have to be like oh i i ventured off of nepal and you know like it has to be like this thing that you've attached your ego to we were you know drinking cocoa out of coconut shells and was that ben stiller turning it into this thing that like you can craft to tell other people to like enhance you know to build only only four men in the history of the the earth have hiked that high yeah yeah it's like it doesn't need to be that at all and it becomes way more enjoyable when it's not and it's like becomes increasingly increasingly more enjoyable when it's like it's off the record you just go do it and you're like oh, oh fuck yeah <laughs> and you come back and you're like oh that felt really good you know why I'm, you know why I'm gonna go do that again because it felt good not because I had to you know not what it added to me yeah it, it was just the feeling of it and it's like I don't I don't know how many times I've taken Elena out. I don't know how many times I'm going to take these, you know, Hudson once he's able. We're going to go all the time because daddy needs it. <laughs> you know, and you know yeah. what? And they need it too. And that's that's the fun thing for me is like uh my neighbor Sean. He's got a little boy and a little girl. His little girl's a little bit older. She's like a year and a half older than Elena and his son is like a year older than Hudson so he'll go out when I'm like with Elena and he's like hey man you know he'll call me up and like where are you at and we'll meet up at parks and stuff like that but the last time we were out he comments he's like what is with your daughter in dirt (laughs) I just see her she's exploring she is never like on the path she's always off the path and like picking up things and she's interested she's like picking up rocks and like plucking flowers and like just studying nature and I freaking love it and uh, you know and I had that question um, when we were in our complex and we would go out to the park you know and it's like hey play on the equipment and she never wanted to she would always just venture off to the landscaping and start like playing with all the the dirt and the rocks and the twigs and the flowers and you know and I'm like why is she doing that and then I think back I'm like well of course she was born in that like we had been going off the path 
ever since she she was in you know that pack it's like that's all we did is like that's what I was doing and she's like oh that's beautiful over there oh, that's beautiful and now she's doing it it's like that's that's cool and I hope that uh, she continues that because that it just feels good mm-hmm. maybe it doesn't feel I good like to everybody or it doesn't feel right to everybody it feels right to me no, it's cool it to does. see that in her you know I think that it, it's nice to find a a lot more simple things that give back to you. Um, I mean, obviously, needing to go to Nepal and do something spectacular is a lot more um, rare than going to Muir Woods. But I, but you took it further. You know, now you're exploring without having to go that far. You're exploring parks and hikes and yeah, as much as you can. You're, you're trying to make this into an everyday, possibly every moment thing as I much as it. possible, as opposed to just saying, one day we're going to go do this, you know. Um, I want to say one of you guys had mentioned this before, maybe, but I noticed the other day, I just around Roseville, driving, especially when it's a sunny day, I look over it and I'm just, I'll look at, I'll see trees. And I, I just love looking at them. And it's, I just, I love it. Yeah, I know. It's like, I'll see like redwoods and I'm like, I could, and I end up getting, oh, I love me some it's, redwoods. it's, it's much nicer to be honked at for looking at a tree as opposed to looking at your phone, you know, but, um, usually looking at a tree is not going to happen too often, but I just feel like it's so much more, it gives so much more back to me to go and look at those things. And I, I wish I would have started earlier like you have, Phil. Because um, my kids, I don't know how appreciative they are of that stuff, you know. Um, but I certainly am now. Well, you guys were a part of that. Like, you were you were part of the catalyst of that journey. Because um, I remember, like, before that, I went on a hike with, uh, with Jurgen, because he was hiking and he kind of passed it on to me because at first like we did this hike and it was like uh, it was a long hike and for me at that time it was like oh I'm proud that I did 11 it was an 11 mile hike through and it's like and I really enjoyed taking pictures of the landscape it was like misty and it looked mysterious and he came up to me and he had like this smile he goes you keep stopping and I'm like well yeah look at how beautiful that is and he's like you know because he's German he the word choices are just like slightly off he goes oh you like that that mystic <laughs> and it was like it but it, it summed it up perfectly I'm like I don't think an English speaking person would have chosen that word but mystic is perfect because there was mystery it was like magical and there was actual physical mist in the pictures that I was taking and I was like I do like that mystic (laughs) and um, but it was interesting hearing from his perspective I'm like oh not everyone would like that and then you learn a little bit more about yourself you know instantly but at the end I remember you know I remember posting photos on Facebook and then like 
instantly, like after I posted them, I was like, I did this 11 mile hike. I took the one down of like myself that like I had posted it. Like it was this long. Cause I'm like, that felt wrong. And I didn't realize it. It was like, as soon as I had done it, I was like, why does that fucking matter? And I deleted that that one and I kept all the other ones because I was like oh those are just beautiful photos and I liked looking at them but like then I started it was like right after I had done that I realized I'm like why am I doing this am I doing this to like prove something to everyone else it's like that's that felt empty and then we went on our hike and it was it was like you know it was completely different um well it, it wasn't it was the same but it was like we kind of all came to the conclusion like we're not going to post photos about this like this was just let's just experience this and that felt great and it was like oh yeah i need more of this and then of course right after it was like i had this deep sadness um i had melancholy when you guys left like that the the next few days i was like oh my god like I missed you guys and then I also I had this thought that I'm like I'm not going to be able to fucking go to Mirror Woods it's over and I just found this thing you know and it killed me inside I'm like because it was a huge voice that was like you need to get outside this is so important you know and that melancholy that was I was like I'm not going to be able to go do this and then it was like shortly after um, friends or it was family members on Kristen's side they gave us a hiking pack that it was it's a blue Kelty really expensive very nice hiking pack and I'm like oh that's cool but didn't think twice about it and then um, Elena got a little bit bigger and, and it was like I had her in like the front mounted thing we got outside, got to explore and then I was able to actually put her in that the hiking pack and from that point on it was like let's go let's, let's find these cool little places and it was huge I think there's I think it's, it's very important not to post sometimes I think it keeps an experience sacred for the, you know, the reason that you did it by not sharing it. You don't turn into the judger of the experience as much of, or I don't know. There's something that you're trying to make it add something to your persona instead of adding something to your being when you keep it secret. And it's, it's not a matter of absolutes. Like I think that you should share your life and you should share things, but there's certain things that you shouldn't. There's certain things that you should keep just for you, just to add to your heart and your soul, whatever, you know, because as soon as you put it out there for someone else without them asking for it, then it's only adding to who you're portraying yourself as. And we all do it completely necessary, but I want to experiment with that a little more and do things and tell only your significant other, you know? And then if somebody asked you like, have you ever been to Mirror Woods? You're like, oh yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, okay, you asked the question. Now you can see what I've done. Cause it's, 
it's like it's a barrier at that point. It's a gatekeeper. Like I said, not absolute, but I think that there's there's something really there to keeping oh, yeah. those things for you. No, I like getting back from your woods, and um, I noticed I I don't always say a whole lot about this stuff. Um, I, I think probably Diana, her first words were, what'd you guys do? Well, we hiked. What'd you guys talked about? Well, we just talked, you know, and try to sum it up real quick, but I, I don't know how I'm supposed to be able to explain everything to her, you know? So it's just kind of like, oh, we talk, you know, about stuff we talk about, and but she did notice one thing she's like at one point I, I I took it as a compliment although I also took it as kind of like I I was getting away from that <laughs> kind of like she was a little annoyed with me she's like you need to go have another hike with your brothers <laughs> I was like I I read you I read you <laughs> it it put me in a good place and she was aware of that and so I def and I was aware of that coming out of it, feeling like it was absolutely necessary, and it really felt like, like when can we do this again? A year would be way too long, and it's been more than a year, you know. Um, but even you just talking about this, I feel like, yeah, guys, can we can we do it again? You know, yeah. I would. It's to me, it's it's gold. I'm gonna have to take you guys to Cannon Beach sometime. Where is it? You can see where the Cannon Beach, that's where Sarah and I were when we were in Oregon. We were hiking through there. And I was it was weird. I was looking out at the rocks. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> that's where one eye Willie's ship went. And then I look oh, I look on my phone oh. real quick and I go, Oh shit. I'm standing where the kids were standing. <laughs> this yeah, is where they shot it. <laughs> like literally yes. right fucking here, you, you right fucking a- now. <laughs> You sent me a picture of what Haystack Rock, right? Yeah, yeah, Is yeah, that it? yeah. I want to take you guys there at one point. That's, it was pretty. It was very pretty. That's, oh, no yeah. badass. When it'll be, you know, when when you guys are will are able to. Yeah, so no rush on that, but it's gonna happen. It's not hard to get to. Yeah, we should. Uh, we were. It's it's crazy because the day that you texted Chris. You texted both of us, um, bringing up a guy's trip. I had had that exact thought that day, probably five minutes before. And then you had like put it in written form, and I was like, "Okay, we're all feeling it. Like that needs to that needs to happen again soon." And it wouldn't, um, you know, it doesn't need to be somewhere that's super far away. Because now, now I know, like, there are places right in my backyard that are beautiful hikes that I haven't been able to, like, really touch. Simply because I always have, you know, Elena with me. And it's like, she has a pretty limited amount of time that she can be out there and that we can go but Mission Peak is supposed to be really beautiful there's also one that I haven't um, oh no I did I did probably like a quarter mile with Elena but it's like you know there's several miles to each one of these places Garen 
Little Yosemite and Mission Peak. <laughs> like we walk in and it's like we walk through the gates and we don't get very far on the trails at all. It's just like looking in these little like, oh, look over there, look over there. Okay, it's time to go. <laughs> and then we have to turn back because, you know, she gets tired. I get tired because I'm holding her like 90% of the time. She doesn't like going in the pack anymore. So it's like I'm holding her like this. And I was like, daddy's arm is going to fall off. But um, if it would be possible for you guys to like come up and you could stay here like that would be really cool i don't know if you could swing it if you guys could work it but that would be great i you're, you're talking about it right now and i have like i'll do anything to make it happen because to me that i it's we we're talking about appreciation changing i mean i would rather have that than go to Europe right now. I mean, I there's certain things like that where it's it's so necessary for me. Yeah. Um, to be with you guys, to go hiking, see something awesome, and just be out in nature. That is, sign me up. Yeah. I know it's like, it's a, you know. <laughs> what is that? I don't fucking know. Sorry about the duck. <laughs> the duck. <laughs> Did the duck do it? Did the duck <laughs> killed it? <laughs> I was waiting for Phil. Sorry for the duck. <laughs> What were you waiting for? What? I oh I I thought you were in the middle of a cover. I thought you were in the middle of an idea. Oh, I was just I was just saying if we can make that happen sometime soon. I know everyone, you know, we all have our lives and it's not easy. Well, um but um I second that, Phil. Yeah, I would love it. <laughs> um um, what what season sounds good to you at this point? I mean, are you guys looking forward? I mean, I know um, as far as taking time off, not just from work, but also, you know, the family and everything. Um, is somewhere in the summer better or the fall? Or? Fall? Like, it'd be, it'd be great if we gunned for, you know, even if it was like, like two three days in the fall and we're like we're we're gonna go you know um maybe we grab dad because i i kind of got the sense that it felt like he was happy that we had you know our time um to like go out and do our brother thing but i think he would also really dig it to like yeah. go out and and uh do it maybe we get joe you know um, see if he would want to go out and I don't know maybe that's like bringing too many factors or schedules into it but 
definitely I think we could we could grab dad and go out yeah no he would love it yeah I think if it was just us guys at this point with you know adding dad I think that'd be pretty cool I kind of had that feeling too like I, I don't it, it sounded like he would have appreciated going yeah you know so but I also think it's it's important like to do I, I think it was really cool to like have a brother's trip before um you know I was gonna be locked into <laughs> yeah that was sealed. right beforehand <laughs> that was that was about a month month and a half out that was a month and a half before she, uh, Elena was born I yeah. think jeez man that was we should have gone before Hudson we were thinking I know we should have we totally should have but it's also good you know to like think of that and think of like how mobile she is right now and have that reminder that like that carrot on the string (laughs) out ahead because we're we're still very much in the thick of it right now and it's like fuck as kids sometimes you just you get the Danny Glover in you (laughs) do all for this shit son of a bitch (laughs) oh okay baby I'm here you have to you have to mentally pretend like no we did this when we're 20 i have i have the energy of a 20 year old <laughs> sometimes you're just like no no but that's why no fap is so good <laughs> cuz that is the extra this, the extra nitrous this stockpile of energy <laughs> it does help i had a night the other the other night where I hadn't slept and I still couldn't go to sleep <laughs> I was like I <laughs> this is incredible Nate Nate um, if a word of advice if Phil lays into you it's best just to <laughs> <laughs> sorry I know we had family in Mississippi <laughs> All righty. Thank you for the memento. Who's up next? Thanks, guys. Close it out. Yep. Signing off.